Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It's me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we are Locked on Clippers, just your friendly neighborhood podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're a couple of credentialed media folks. Yeah, really worked out for our favor. Thanks for joining. A couple of best friends just covering the Clippers for you five days a week. That's right. We bring you the news five days a week. And today, it's my favorite day of the week, Twitter Tuesday. Hell yeah. Uh, we ask for your questions on Twitter. Uh, due to the way we record the show, Chuck generally sends the prompt out on Monday. Yes. Just beware of that. <laughs> However... Uh, in the off season, hell, in the regular season, we're available for you nearly seven days a week. So just hit Pretty, us up. Yeah, twenty four seven. If you got questions you want to talk, go ahead and hit us up at Locked On Clips. Thank you so much to everybody who sent those in ahead of time. Mm-hmm. We love to hear from you. Uh, and then we got some Terrence Mann talk. Uh, he won another obscure award winner, Team which is going to be you know? a, a theme of today's show. <laughs> yes. Uh, as we have another prospect to look at, who also. Won an Obscure Award. Was a finalist for an Obscure Award. Finalist. My bad. (laughs) Very sorry. Uh, And then we have some shavings, which is just kind of where we take a look at everything else, kind of shaking around. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's some news on CP3. There's some more Lakers talk about the Clippers, of course. Just enjoy the ship, you (laughs) losers. Uh, And then just, you know, some other great stuff to talk about. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome to Twitter Tuesday. Just going to get right into it. I've um, got a bunch of great questions today. Again, thank you to everyone who sent them in at Locked On Clips. Um, Everett Morales wonders, and this is something a lot of Clippers fans have wondered, should the team just let Trez walk and have Jamike be the backup big? The league has been playing smaller for a while now, and Green seems to fit the team better than Trez. So this is what every Clippers fan. Uh, I love this question because I agree with it hundred percent. If you listen, if you listen to the show, I mean, you know, we've been clamoring for this for a while. Uh, I think. Uh, so I love the idea, and I love it in theory. Um, there it is, works in practice, kind of too, though. It does work in practice in some somewhat limited numbers. I think we can yes. both agree. Um, I still, I got to be honest, just with. Some of the centers that are available at the price point you could get a young, you know, a Nerlens Noel, a, yeah. a Sean Holmes, uh, maybe a Jahil uh, Okafor. Yeah. Uh, Jaleel. Ja. Jahil, yeah. Jahil. God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an Okafor. Just for the, the price you could get a, a, a young center out there, I kind of think it's worth having a backup plan. Personally. It, I think it's hard to, for, to remember how many minutes Trez just soaked up. Obviously, he's if he stays with the team, you know he's not going to get that same amount of second half minutes and stuff like he did this year because he played a hell of a lot of long stretches, as we all know. And I don't think Jermichael can do that. No disrespect to Jermichael, that's just a lot of basketball. You know, Trez is an energy guy. Like that's a lot of basketball for Jermichael to play. So I think it is smart to have a capable backup big. I don't think it should be just Joe Kim Noah or something like that. No, I I agree with you, and I I think it's also worth thinking about. Um, how those rotation minutes shake out. Because, I mean, if he's playing the majority of those... I mean, because the five-out lineup works when you actually have, you know, four other capable shooters yeah. with him out there, right? For sure. Um, and right now, I, I don't fully see that lineup on the on on that second unit. I mean, I guess yeah. you have Lou, Landry. Uh, you could throw Pat, Pat out there if we <laughs> yeah. retain him. Well, so in this also, like, this would be such a commitment to staggering. 
this would be a pretty hard commitment to staggering Kawhi and PG so I if think, we were to do this, which yeah. I'm also not necessarily against. I think if you're taking that approach and you're going to be kind of moving uh, more fluid with how that is staggered, yeah. I think that's A, going to make the Jamichael at the five experiment a, a lot more effective. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we talked about this. It's the double-edged sword of staggering Kawhi and Paul George, right? Uh are they just that much more devastating when both are on the floor at the same time, uh, or is it you know worth it with you know the 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 richness at wing that we have to sort of <laughs> yeah. to sort of wing spread richness. them to, to sort of spread them out a little bit more? It's a it's a rich wing, yeah. <laughs> not, the, not like those unsauced wings we got the other oh, day. Oh yeah, we had a whole wing to buy. Oh, that was a nightmare. Um, but no, this is a great question, Everett uh, Morales, and I think a lot of people are wondering this too. Yes, um, it's very fair. Um, next question came from at 3U4QXCG6, uh, which I'm hoping isn't some weird government code I just said, and I'm going to get a phone call in a bit. Um, they had a good question. When are we going to get confirmation on the coaching staff hires? Uh, this is great. I This is something I'd, I'd love to hear more about it um, getting finalized. I do think, though, if you look at some of the names attached to the Clippers, uh, I mean, I guess I'm especially thinking of like Kenny Atkinson. There's got to be some level of negotiation. And Dan like. Craig. Yeah, and Dan Craig, yeah. Going on um, that that is bound to take a little bit longer because I, you know, I don't know exactly what these guys are looking for, but they're, you know, Atkinson obviously coming off of a stint as a head coach. Yeah. Um, it was probably offered at, at the bare minimum assistant coaches, like an yeah. assistant coaching position almost anywhere. For sure. Um, and then Craig, obviously, coming off of a long-term And noted situation. that more money was one of the reasons he picked the Clippers, according to that beat writer. Definitely. So I think that you have to... Um, I think that as an organization, you have to come to a balance of of what that like. How many years are you willing to commit to an assistant coach? Like, I really don't know how you would structure that. I would assume it's the same as the head coach, but that seems like a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, but also like that's if, kind of the beauty of having the staff, right? Like you sign with a five year contract, and then if they get poached, they get poached. But you at least have them for that amount of time. Yeah, that's right. Fair. That's fair. I don't know. Um, at Lil Barb thirteen, wonders any insight on possible changes defensively? Doc was notoriously conservative on defense. Will Tyler be more aggressive? Traps, doubles, ball pressure. So we kind of talked about this a little bit on the last episode. Um, it's going to be more aggressive. Yes, like it just fully is going to be more aggressive. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm curious to see um, how he's going to be able to adjust, just given uh, some of the really strong backcourts, uh, as well as just the great passers in the Western Conference. It it does get dangerous to be aggressive trapping. Yeah. Um. I mean, as well as doubling. Uh. But I. I. I think that ball pressure will be important. Important, especially when you have. Um. You, you know, given the defensive tools that you have. Um, and, and I think, though, to me, this is the best defensive personnel Ty Lue has ever had. It um, has to be. And I would, <laughs> I, and I would, I would hope, it would be my hope yeah. that, um, you know, his more sort of aggressive kind of schemes uh, can be executed by this personnel. But, uh, you know, we'll see. It was something that we definitely struggled with a lot last year. Yeah. And, and it's going to be huge, I, I think, 
finding out what that thing is. And I hope, because we do know from what we've heard of Evan from uh, Locked on Cavs, who's, yes. who's close with Ty Lue. Great episode, by the way, if you want um, some really good insight on Ty Lue. I think it was last week, a couple weeks ago. Check it out. Yes. Um, definitely check that out. But what we know about Ty Lue is he does like to experiment and kind of tweak things throughout the regular season for the playoffs. And I do have a worry um that if there's not a you know a, a, a through line of what guys are supposed to be doing defensively, um, that we could see sort of another collapse on that end. But I, yeah. I don't know. You know, a um, lot remains to be seen. A lot remains to be seen. Um, but I am kind of excited for the more aggressive defense, if I'm just being honest. I will be frustrated with it, but right now I'm excited for it. Um, Robert Yamagata asks, what are the ads the Clippers go after Jeremy Grant? I think he's better than Marcus Morris and Jamichael. Him as a starter with Kawhi, PG, Pat Bev, and Zoo would be devastating. Some contract info on Jeremy Grant. He has a uh, $9.3 million player option that he can opt in or out of um, after this season. So with the cap situation, does he opt in or out of that? You got to think out, right? Because I think Jeremy Grant is probably worth more than $9 million. I think he could get more than $9 million. So here's the thing with the cap. Um, Obviously, there's not a whole lot of teams necessarily with money um yes but there's also not a lot of free agents out there for so sure I, I do think that that a little bit plays to his benefit i think the mid-level exemption is right around what he's making so that does make it a little bit different you essentially have to find a team with cap space yeah um but i i'd love him on the clips i would love him on the clips i think uh I don't know, man. It's once again we've been talking about it. It just depends on what we end up making the actual sort of identity of this team because you do kind of have to um, deal with some of the offensive struggles. Yeah, Jeremy, Grant. for sure. Um, Similar to kind of Mo, right? Like there are times when teams would just forget about Mo Harkless. Yeah, and Jeremy Grant is obviously. I, I mean, I think at this point, better more, than Mo, a more developed offensive tool. I would agree than, with that than Mo Harkless. Yeah, um, and. A great, a great defender, and it would be great so to good. not have to have Kawhi go up against him in the playoffs. Just don't. <laughs> but, you know, it backfired for the Sixers. They tried to get out Horford uh, just to not have to go against him, and it went terribly. Yeah, it went so, to knock a while. Uh, I, I like the idea of Grant. Um, I still think, to me personally, um, Morris and Jamichael are, are still, to me, they're the two most important free agents for the Clippers Definitely. this offseason. And I, I think... Even Morris, who came in, um, you know, at, at the at the trade deadline, obviously, mm. he still has playoff experience with this team. Yeah, um, there's still a level of continuity there uh, that's, that he's seen or that, that the team has experienced. Yeah, and he's also been part of a team that like went through a collapse. And I'm hoping that is yeah, true. <laughs> I am hoping that you know something good can come out of that. Yes. Um, and finally, from at our sources doc on Twitter. Uh, opinions on League City Edition jersey for next year. They personally like it more than last year's white version. So this year, it is the Mr. Cartoon, fantastic font, uh, but with black being the main color as opposed to the white ones. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I thought it was great last year. Um, I think it makes sense to bring it back. Uh, I also really like the USA jerseys, though. Um, so that's the, the thing. Or the Olympics ones. There's the Olympics ones that are great. Um, the I like the nautical too. Nautical is good. Back. I get bored of just black and white stuff. 
I know the the history of what the jersey is is a lot more interesting than what the actual jersey looks like. If that makes sense, hmm. from my perspective, what color do you want it to be? The colors of the team, red and blue. But that's what the regular jerseys are. But you can make them fun. How we are you making them fun? I don't know. I'm not a designer. That's the issue. Um, I don't know. I, they'll sell. Charles well won't be happy unless there's a dancing hot dog. Yeah, put a <laughs> dancing hot dog on there. Put a freaking beer can anywhere on the shorts. Give the shorts pockets too, maybe for the players. Um, that about wraps up for Twitter Tuesday. We thank you for all your questions um, at Locked On Clips. You can send those in. We do this every Tuesday here on this fantastic Locked On Podcast Network pod. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking Terrence Mann winning Rookie of the Year for the Agua Caliente Clippers. Not the whole G League. But first, Will, talk to me about these Built Go bars. All right. So the thing about Built Go is it's brought to you by the people who brought you Built Bars. So you know it's going to be good. Uh, and the thing about Built Go is that it makes you the best you at whatever you do. You can break through your wall, whether it's mental or physical. Yep. You can break through it every single day so you can go. Yep. Uh, they're easy to take. They're little 1.5 ounce packages, which is around the size of a shot, I believe. Hey, it's close. Uh, a little healthier for you. I tell you what. <laughs> you can put them in your briefcase uh, for, you know, the most focused presentation you've ever given. Maybe yep. too focused. Oh, is this guy on something? Uh, <laughs> you can put it in your golf bag to power through the back nine, Oof. which Chuck probably should have done Could've today. Could use that today. Uh, you can put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built, built go is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so you know it's better for the body, which is important. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Currently comes in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter honey, chocolate Mm. coconut, and chocolate mint. None of which come with club sauce. <laughs> uh, how does Built Bar go? How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein, which comes from bones. Energy coll- collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the old stomach. Old Tums. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. Beta alkaline, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks to keep me going strong. B6, B12, 10,000% of your daily percentages of both. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Mm. Offer, go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! Okay, welcome to Terrence Mann, Rookie of the Year for Agua Caliente Clippers slash possible draft pick news segment two. We do it anytime we have this combination of information here on Locked On Clips. Um, it's a good time. Uh, but yeah, Terrence Mann won the uh, Rookie of the Year award for the Agua Caliente Clippers, not the G League, so, just for the team. So basically it was him and Fee and they, they Him, Fee, and Amir Coffee. Oh, a, and Coffee. In yeah. a tight run for it. Um, in 20 games... For the Agua Caliente Clippers, Terrence Mann averaged 15.5 points, 8.7 rebounds, 6.4 assists, and 1.1 steals per game. He did have two triple doubles. Those are some nice stats. Those are those are meaty. If he, he nearly c- had an NBA triple double. If he could get like half of those next year, it would be great in his limited appearances for the Clippers. A couple people asked, what does it take for him to crack the rotation next year? Is it possible on a if you're a second year player on a team with these well, I expectations? Think, I, I think it means on what you mean by crack the rotation. Like 
can he play some minutes in the regular season? Um, I mean, yes. Yes, of course. I mean, I, I think we've already seen the answer to that is a is a yes. Um, what that means, like, as far as getting, like, regular minutes, uh, I think is going to be dependent on just so many other dominoes I feel like have to fall before I can really get to that point. Yes. Um, but but really, like, if, if we're looking at the, the things he needs to improve on, obviously off-ball defense, huge. Shooting um, is the other number, too. And, like, and the other thing is just shooting. And, and we did see an improvement in that in his willingness to shoot. Yeah. Um, and a big part of it seemed to be just a purely confidence thing. It, yes, a like, part of it was definitely confidence. But the thing with the shooting is that opens up the passing, which is, like, what they wanted him to do in the first place yeah you know if they know he's only going to defer they can double him pretty easily yeah yeah. um so i i i think that there is a path to him improving um as far as to like how that can translate into actual regular minutes i i still think there's some questions to be determined determined about the roster at whole yeah because also we might get another point guard so you know if like reggie's on the team if teague maybe Maybe if the second, you know, if the second unit's looking good, like because Reggie Jackson in his the role that Reggie Jackson's supposed to play is great. Terrence Mann can't shoot yet to really draw things out for that second unit. Yeah. So it is kind of an interesting spot. I mean, I love his size. Like the dude is huge for yeah. a point guard. Um, Definitely. And if he can learn. Oh, he played forward. Yeah. And th- so that's what kind of sucks about, you know, losing Sam Cassell too. Like you wanted Sam Sam working with younger guards is always a good thing. Definitely. Um, so it's going to be interesting how Terrence Mann can kind of so find ways to soak up more knowledge of playing point. Cause like, it's great that he's soaking up just regular knowledge of the game from Kawhi and PG, but he's not going to play the four. You're saying that he's going to be tall Chauncey. I hope so. <laughs> um, if he can get it from Chauncey, that'd be awesome. But you know, we haven't really seen what Chauncey can do coaching. Yeah, yeah, um, and so we like, still and we don't know fully what that role is going to look like, even. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of question marks up in the air for the Clippers assistant coaches for roles because Ty Lue did say he wants like an offensive and defensive coordinator, basically. Um, yeah, he doesn't want people to be if, if if you haven't heard us talk about this before, he doesn't want people to be pigeonholed into like one exclusive yeah. task. Um, which also is another thing that makes me worried about the team identity. <laughs> I I do feel like they're. There is um there is something to be said about effectively delegating. But anyway, yeah. So he, Chauncey really it's gonna be on Chauncey to show yeah, kind of his assistant coach chops how he can get Terrence Mann prepared for I'm not sure like how many more appearances he would have for the Clippers, but they liked him enough last year to never send him down to the G League except for twenty appearances, which is I think way less than he should have got. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's interesting. How do we feel about these team awards? All right. I'm glad. Fee won. He had like a goofy name for the one that Fee won. It was like biggest shot denier or like some, something like that. Best mustache. I think, dude, if he grew a mustache, I think that would unlock a pretty big part of his game that is. <laughs> the confidence. Of, yeah, it would unlock a lot of confidence. And maybe Terrence Mann too. Maybe all the young guys should grow mustaches. We got some draft pick news. What do we got? As well. Um, per at Notorious OHM. Please go follow him um, for Clippers news. Uh, both the Lakers and Clippers have interviewed second-round prospect uh, Yoli Childs, according to a source. The 6'8 BYU power forward averaged 22.2 points, 9 rebounds, and did shoot 48.9% from 3. Um, he also recorded a 38.5-inch vertical at the Combine and was a Carl Malone power forward of the year finalist. 
So while that three-point percentage might jump out at some people and you get really excited about it, that was on 2.4 threes a game. So he's making one three a game of the two that he took. Yeah, I mean, I I like those numbers. It's a pretty significant drop there when it was increased even by one extra three. Yeah, it went down to like 33%. Um, Also, he shot 54% from the free throw line his last season. So if you guys don't listen to the show that often, this is like a this is a huge problem to me. Uh, if you're hoping that a prospect is going to be a shooter and like they shoot sub eighty percent at the line, I, I'm not. Seeing, He's shooting sub fifty five percent. Yeah, I'm not seeing a great path. Um, In career, I think he's at like sixty for that to happen. Maybe mid sixties. Um, this. He's big. Uh, yes, I like the size. Uh, I mean, the vertical is wild. The boards are... Not, I mean, nine boards from the power forward spot in college. I like that. That shows that he's down to do the dirty work and everything like that. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Um, and I'd be curious to see um, if his like athleticism and, and defensive game would be able to translate at the next level. Because then we're talking about something different. And then I'm getting a little bit more excited. Yeah. Um, he's also just a wing. Yeah. Which we don't... Why are we drafting a wing? But we do scenario? have the personnel to, uh, I don't know, foster. A, a, a do wing? we? Like, I don't even know if we can develop any wings. Like, we have a guy whose whole role is defined in Landry Shamit, and we still had trouble developing. <laughs> you know? Very true. Yeah, um, the, the development is shaky at best. Hopefully, we see that improve with Tyler. But uh, you know, and this is where you get into that weird point of like, all right, so it's the fifty seventh pick. So truly, how mad would I be if we took this guy? Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, okay, well, I hope it works out. It's house money. Yeah, you're pretty much playing with house money, um, unless there's a Manu or a Marchin there at the 57th pick yes. for the draft heads up. Who, Mono Ginobili, was also taking 57th. Yeah. So. Um, are people going to freak out over the 57th pick? Also, do you miss just kind of maybe being excited about drafting in the first round? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I like I, you know, I was looking at draft boards and I was like watching more mixtapes uh, than ever. Yeah. Um, you know the the year that we got Shay and and um, you know more so the year before too. It, it's it's different, right? Like um, I I think that it's interesting when you're you know rebuilding or or especially like rebuilding from a youth standpoint. Yes. Um, not necessarily like the Clippers rebuild where it was like just. It, it was trades it, yeah, yeah it was trades that you know who like cares happen, about youth happen really really quickly but there's something exciting to root for in youth and there's something to exciting there's like something um that's really fulfilling about not having the same expectations yeah good call um, like as any no matter what prospect we pick even if they play okay i'm like yeah pretty damn good pick for 57 yeah right <laughs> right uh yeah it's very low stakes and then i mean you know we've talked about it before but like just the amount of expectations that are now on this team, um, it j- just sometimes makes it feel a little bleak, like a little lose-lose. Like, yeah, for damned sure. Damned if we do, damned if we don't, really. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, let us know what you think about the draft situation over at Locked on Clips. Should we move up? Should we buy a first-round pick? I don't know how much they cost, but we got the money. Um, coming up in Shavings, we're going to be talking the Balmer family's political donations, because that was released by the LA Times today, as well as a report that CP3 wants to be here or the worst place for basketball. Okay, so we're back with Shavings. Uh, as Chuck teased in the last segment. Yes, we did. That's an industry term. Uh, <laughs> CP3 apparently wants his next basketball home to be either Los Angeles or New York. And... So by process of elimination, which teams is he most likely choosing between in this 
scenario that we may or may not believe. It's hilarious to me, though, because, I mean, I guess it's Lakers, Clippers, even though neither can afford his contract unless he opts out, which he's never going to do. Oh, we could make it happen. Um, Lucas Holland broke down a trade where we could technically trade for CP3, but we do not have a whole lot left. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or... He's going to the Knicks, right? It's not the Nets. It's not the Nets. It's the thing. They have a point guard. Unless they trade Kyrie to OKC and throw in a couple other players. Like. That'd be wild. There's no way that he doesn't opt into his deal, right? Isn't it $44 million? Yes. Like. So you're choosing between the ex, the former champion, the a team that also has championship expectations, or the Knicks. Yeah, I like it doesn't make any sense. The contrast between these options is just it's too much for me to <laughs> it's wrap like my a head joke. Up. I'm like, so like I, I guess what he's saying is he just wants to play in a major market, um, which. Uh, OK, why? Like, like whatever. You already have for the best stretch of your career. Yeah, yeah, like. definitely. Definitely. I, I don't know. And also this would be it. I see this happening for the Clippers if it happens, and I just see a G-dang train wreck. It... Look. With the way that the universe is set up against the Clippers, it would it would just be like, I don't know about this. I think Lawrence Frank, um, you know, think what you will about the Paul, Paul George deal. I think Lawrence Frank has made some of the best moves maybe in the entire league Yeah, um, in his tenure. EOTY right there, man. And I think trading back for Chris Paul, I would demand him to be fired. <laughs> oh, whoa. Uh, I, yeah. You'd I be would, flying the drone that said, like, get Lawrence out. If we were allowed to go back to Staples Center, um, yeah. at, you know, like as media, if, if, if and when fans return, yeah. uh, I would yell at him every time I saw him in the tunnel. <laughs> and then Security would escort me out every Podcast get canceled, <laughs> you know, revenue stream on. It would be, it would be insane. I think that I look, and I think Clippers fans who want it, who want this, which I'm not saying you're not all the way wrong, but it would give us a heart attack with how much just from salary, just the salary, and unless the, he did opt out and just did us a solid, if which if, he did when he left, yes, is a noted thing to remember. He did help us out when he left, so he is still guaranteed through the 2021 season. He has a player option on 21-22. But you still got to figure out a way to make, uh, if you want your eyes to bulge out here, you still got to figure out a way to make $41.4 million. Just squeeze it in. You just squeeze it in. That's it. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a lot. Um, Look, I I love Chris Paul. I We do need a point guard. Um this is too high. This, this isn't. This isn't realistic. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, Danny Green had a, a dumbass quote where he said the basketball gods humbled the Clippers. What the hell are you doing, man? It's November. The Nuggets humbled the Clippers. The Nuggets did. It's November. Enjoy your chip. Yeah. What is your problem? Yeah. Don't bring deities into this. No. The Nuggets humbled the Clippers. Plain, clear, and simple. The basketball gods. You played on a team with LeBron and AD, man. You didn't play for, like, the Thunder. Yeah. Like, you didn't do anything. Just enjoy the chip. <laughs> the gods must be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then closing out shavings, which we do uh, every day, just an ode to our old podcast. Just, you know, the nuts and bolts of what's going down. Uh, the LA Times released some figures on how sports team owners in L.A. donated their money politically 
it is the climate you're listening to this probably on ed election I, day as it's now <laughs> i actually noticed a bunch of these because i do ballotpedia that's like how i vote oh yeah uh and you can see who donated on everything and i yeah. yes believe me i saw some steve in there some steve in there um 3.7 million dollars of the 15 million total donations oh here's a funny thing uh around 18 million dollars were donated by various la sports teams ownership Ballers accounted for uh, just under $15 million of that 18 as a whole. That's great. Um, 3.7 million of that went to Democratic candidates specifically. Um, they also dedicated nearly half of their 15 mil to promoting California Proposition 16 and 25. If accepted, Prop 16 would end the ban on affirmative action and Prop 25 would end, uh, it would eliminate cash bail. Still some murky stuff with so- both of those, obviously. Prop 25 actually seems super effed up. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of murky stuff in here. So, like, I don't... Also, just personally, if a billion-dollar person is throwing money towards it, I don't really see how it's helping me or people I know. The ACLU <laughs> is really against Prop 25, so that's go. my... Uh, that's fair. Um, Connie Ballmer also made a $7 million uh, donation to Every Town for Gun Safety Victory Fund. Probably is a good cause. Needs a way better name, because that makes... It's a little tough. Um, but, but it's interesting. The transparency on this is interesting. Why couldn't they just go with Dare 2? <laughs> dare 2. No guns. <laughs> Drugs. Maybe okay. Um, but yeah, it's interesting having an owner who is, you know, politics and money, thanks to Citizens United, are hand in hand. Could this honestly, $15 million feels it's less money than I thought they would have donated. Yeah. It, Am I wrong? <laughs> like, well, for, not saying which side is right, but like just from a 70 Billy, like you can control so much stuff with that much money. So not that you should, but you just can't, you just can't. I mean, 15 million directly in California propositions is like a lot of money. Um, yeah. It, like in, you know, single state, but also if it was doubled, it would not have surprised me. Yeah. I mean, that would be insane. I don't know. Shit's crazy right now. He's got $70 billion. Yeah. He bought the forum with cash. Yeah, and I mean, he just, giving, cash from just giving someone away, like the stuff worked out with the eminent domain and the new stadium, uh, doesn't make me feel good. No, it's I'm a little take weird. A cold shower after when this. I, when, a, when a guy who's worth seventy billion dollars is donating the stuff, I'm like, huh, what's going on there to help the guy who has seventy billion dollars? <laughs> yes. Um, shout out, Steve Ballmer. Please don't take away the hot dog at the Staples Center. Um, anything else in Shamus? Uh, no, I, I think that that wraps up all the nuts and bolts. I think uh, it does. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Thank you to everyone for sending Twitter Tuesday questions. We got a couple questions about specific prospects that, hell, might dive into tomorrow on Wednesday's yeah. episode. Um, we're going to do a What You Say Wednesday, so check out that Twitter poll. Just, you know, probably something lighthearted. Tomorrow's kind of an intense day. Um, or today's an intense day, excuse me. Uh, and then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, um, these people can, where can these people tell their friends to listen to us? Uh, you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe. Uh, leave a rating and review if you like what we're doing over here. It helps us out. And hey, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>